The Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Oh, yeah, baby. Streaming live across the entire world. It is the Michael Duke Show broadcasting live, uh, not only across the world, but across the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station and or translator and around the world at MichaelDukeShow.com on the Internet. Hello and good morning. Welcome to you and uh, to uh, all Mr. and Mrs. Alaska and all the ships at sea. News break. <laughs> Oh, man. <clears throat> Just another beautiful day in paradise, and we are ready to rock and roll and jump into this and uh, get onto it with you. Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. Are you ready? I'm, I'm, man, it's been like three Mondays in a row, and I'm ready for just the, today to just be like the first Friday, right? The first, it's almost like Friday. I mean, you could see it from here, and that's, that's what we're hoping for. Uh, on the program today, we have got um, oh some stuff to talk about here in hour one. We're going to hit some headlines. We're going to talk about uh, some of the things going on around the state. And we're going to dive down into the Charter of Changes again. Because, well, I think it's really the only way we're going to make the changes that are necessary here in the state of Alaska for us to you know, pull the plane up out of the nosedive that we're in right now. That's just me. Maybe it's just me, but we're going to talk about it because my name's on the program, so we're going to talk about that and and do all those things. So that's coming up in hour one this morning. We're going to chit-chat about that and uh, and focus in on what's going on. So that's, uh, that's coming up. In hour two this morning, <clears throat> we are hoping to hear from State Senator Mike Schauer. Now, he's scheduled to appear today, but... Um, he, uh, he got in pretty late last night, um, um, uh, and, and had to fly. He got back into Anchorage, <clears throat> excuse me, after, uh, flying for his day job. And then he had to turn around and fly back to Juneau last night. Uh, but the plane had some kind of mechanical problems. And so he didn't get in until super late. So we're hoping that, uh, he gets enough sleep to be, um, um, to, to, to call in fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. We can uh, we can hope to hear from him later on this afternoon in hour two. Uh, if we don't, we know what happened. I mean, you know, <laughs> you fly for hours and hours and hours, and then you climb on another plane and you fly for hours and hours, uh, and uh, you know what that's like. It's not like he's getting any good sleep while he's uh, riding on the plane rather than flying it. So, uh, but hopefully, we'll be talking with Mike Shower in hour two. That's the that is the ideal situation for us today. So we hope that you will uh, stick around for that and we will enjoy it. We'll also uh, open up, depending on what happens, we'll open up the phone lines to take some calls from you, the listeners, to see um, what's happening. And I'd really like to focus today on, um, you know, we could do like a new caller Thursday or something, you know, uh, where folks who, who listen and have never called in, we highlight their calls today. 
I'd like to I'd like to see that. You know, if you've never called in and never sounded off or given your opinion on something, maybe maybe you should consider that today. We'd like to talk about that here in just a uh, in just a little bit. But first things first, I guess we should dive down into some of the headlines that are going on around the state of Alaska and things that will affect the state of Alaska. I know we've talked a lot about the um the uh, the trucking the truckers protest, the freedom the freedom convoy has been going on and it's starting to have an effect. Uh not only obviously are they um not only are they obviously uh, you know affecting Ottawa where the majority of the um, uh, the majority of the trucks have ended up in Ottawa. They're basing basically gridlocking downtown and doing a lot of stuff like that. But the blockade between uh, Canada <clears throat> and um, the excuse me the the convoy in between Canada and Michigan, where the bridge there in Detroit uh, is, has also created some other uh, problems as well. <clears throat> That uh, that convoy there shutting down the northbound bridge into Canada has forced a shutdown of uh, several and a, a shutdown and a slowdown at several of the major auto manufacturing plants uh, and has broader implications for the North American auto industry. Uh, meanwhile, Justin Trudeau peeking out from his basement uh, occasionally still stands firm against easing any of Canada's COVID-19 restrictions that have been the focus of the mounting pressure from protesters across the uh, across the country. Um, people, mostly in pickup trucks, entered uh, a third day of protests at the Ambassador Bridge between Detroit and Windsor, Ontario. Traffic was prevented from entering Canada while the U.S.-bound traffic was still moving on. That bridge, by the way, carries 25% of all trade goods between Canada and and the U.S. and the Canadian authorities are expressing some increasing worry about what the impacts of that could be. Ford said that Wednesday, part shortages forced down, uh, forced it to shut down its engine plant in Windsor uh, and to run an assembly plant in Oakville, Ontario, uh, on a reduced schedule. Shortages due to the blockage also forced General Motors to cancel a second shift for its day at their SUV factory in Lansing, Michigan. Toyota spokesperson later on on Wednesday also said the company would not be able to manufacture anything at its three Canadian plants for the rest of the week due to parts shortages. Now, they said that was more of a problem with supply chain weather and pandemic-related challenges, but those shutdowns came just days after the blockade began on Monday. Uh, Fiat Chrysler, now Stellantis is the new company name, but it used to be Fiat Chrysler. They reported normal operations, though they have cut shifts uh, short the previous day at its minivan plant in Windsor. Now, a growing number of Canadian provinces have moved to lift some of their precautions as the Omicron surge levels off. But again, Justin Trudeau has defended the measures at the federal government level, uh, including the one that's anchored the uh, angered the truckers, which, of course, is the vaccination requirement for truckers entering Canada to be fully vaccinated and not just fully vaccinated. This was an interesting point. Uh, Senator Sullivan was on a, a podcast here a couple days ago, and he said he had spoken to a man who was fully vaccinated, but because he had not had all the booster shots, he could no longer truck. He had been a he was a trucker who had been taking things back and forth to Alaska for many years, and even though he had been fully vaccinated, because he did not have the booster shots, he could not get into 
um, uh, get 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 into uh, Canada or into the U.S., et cetera, et cetera. Now, about 90 percent of the truckers in Canada are vaccinated, and some of the associations and some of the operators have been denouncing the protest. And in the long run, I'm not sure. I mean, while I applaud everything that's going on here, and I think Canadians are probably just as fed up as the rest of us here in the U.S. are with a lot of these uh, inane restrictions and everything else. The problem with the um, with the protests is that even if Canada was to lift its vaccination rules for truckers entering the country, that actually came about because the U.S. had announced the same restriction even earlier. Uh, they actually responded, uh, it seemed like, to the U.S. Uh, move to uh, have the same rule. And so even if Canada did lift their vaccination requirements, the U.S. has got the same rule for truckers entering the, U- uh, the U.S., so it, it would make, I guess, a little difference at that point. But uh, I think the protests have had some, um, I think the protests have had some movement. Uh, they were announcing that in Alberta, Saskatchewan, Quebec, Prince Edward Island, and Nova Scotia, they all announced plans this week to roll back some or all of their COVID restrictions. Alberta, which is Canada's most conservative province, dropped its vaccine passport immediately because it was requiring passports proof of vaccination passports to enter restaurants and gyms and movie theaters and sporting events. They had announced that they're dropping their vaccine passport immediately and they plan to get rid of mask requirements at the end of the month, which, of course, has inflamed some of the opposition leaders to say, you know, that uh, that they're giving in to the uh, to the illegal blockade and that the illegal blockade is dictating public health measures. Well, I, I think it's just I think it's a good bellwether to kind of feel where the public is and maybe you know maybe you should take some of that into uh, into effect but uh as they go through right now it is uh, it's still locked down they've still got the the bridge is still closed apparently truckers are having to drive about 70 miles out of their way <clears throat> to uh, port here on Michigan and cross another bridge there uh where there's been a lot of delays and everything else so i mean people are still getting in and out but it's uh the main artery there is being blocked and the Freedom Truck Convoy continues to make some headlines. And, um, you know, I mean, good for them. Good for them. Again, Canada is usually they're so relaxed, you know, I mean, as a people, you know, and they're so, you know, sorry, sorry, sorry. They're just, they're so nice and apologetic. And you have to laugh when you see some of these talking heads. And I see there was a montage the other day that was up from all the various, um, major news news stream uh, news media outlets and CNN and MSNBC and everything who were talking about how you know they were lawbreakers and they were potential for violence and all I mean all this all this kind of uh, you know kind of uh, uh, really inflammatory stuff and yet when you see all the pictures of them most of these protesters are there they're smiling you know they're not breaking into buildings and stealing stuff or burning buildings down or dragging concrete barricades across the road and beating on people and all this kind of stuff that you saw at things like the 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 Floyd riots or the chop and the chaz and these all these occupy things you know none of those those were righteous causes but this is a bunch of right wing racist nazi extremist wackos that's the that's the new mantra um and um i mean i for one am i just get so tired of it that anytime something comes up that there's disagreement on immediately 
Oh, you, you are racists, racists and Nazis, which um, was uh, also uh, echoed here in um, in the South Central area. Kevin McGee is the president of the Anchorage NAACP, and he put an opinion piece out yesterday or, or last night, I guess, in the ADN talking about Representative David Eastman. And how could you apologize for David Eastman? Because he's a member of Oath Keepers, who we know are all Nazis. I mean, this is the... Look, I don't agree with Eastman on a lot of stuff. I don't agree. I mean, I may agree with him in principle on some of his philosophies, but the execution sometimes leaves a lot to be desired because it doesn't bring everybody to the table to try and, you know, it's not a convincing where you're trying to convince somebody your argument's right. You're basically bludgeoning them uh, and in a lot of cases being just bombastic for it seems like bombacity's sake. But, I mean, this whole thing about uh, Eastman being a Nazi sympathizer and a racist, uh, I, I, I just, I find it hard to believe at looking into Eastman's history that he, yeah, that he is a believer uh, in the philosophy of the Nazis, but that's exactly how it comes out. That's exact. And now, oh, and now, the House has continued with its Grand Inquisition. That's what Suzanne Downing calls it, which I I don't think is necessarily wrong. Uh, with first they were going to expel him, then they were going to remove him from all committees, and now they're going to move a sense of the House, and they're going to. Uh, <laughs> We got to talk about this. This is from Grier Hopkins uh, up in uh, up in Fairbanks. This state of the house thing. So we're gonna we're sense of the house. We're gonna talk about that uh, as well here in a minute. But first, we've got to go to break. So we'll do that, and then we'll uh, and then we'll take some calls, and we'll continue. We'll continue here in just a moment. So there you go. How's that work out for you? All right. Uh, don't forget, you can join us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Michael Duke Show. If you would like to be part of the chat room, that's the easiest way to get there. We're also on YouTube and on Twitch TV. You could drop us an email, me at michaeldukeshow.com, me at michaeldukeshow.com. I'm going to open up the phone lines here in just a bit. I see I got a call. I got a couple calls on hold. Apparently, people wanted to talk right away. So I guess we'll uh, start off with some phone calls. Um, on the other side before I get into this story on the Grand Inquisition. We'll talk about that in a moment. Don't go anywhere. The Michael Duke Show continues. Your home for common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. If you missed the show, you can listen to it on your time with Dukes On Demand. Oh, and it's free. Like... America used to be. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay. Hi, how are you? Ooh, baby. Okay, we got a couple lines on hold. So let's go over there to them first, I guess, since I don't know. I just I hate having people hang out on the phone. I just I don't like that. I mean, if you've ever called into one of the major national shows, you know, those people are on hold for like 40 minutes before they get their one minute little chat with a host. I don't like that. I I like to have conversations and I don't really like to make people wait. But um, so, I mean, we're going to we're going to come through the commercial break and then we're going to go. We're going to take these calls. But first, let's find out who they are. How about that? We'll start over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Morning, Michael. This is Bella Conk from uh, North Pole. Hello, my friend. You hold the line. You will be first in the queue 
uh, when we get started. Number two, who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, morning, Mike. This is Herman Morgan from Maniac. Hey, Herman, you want to hold the line here? We'll be right back to you, okay? Um, and cool, okay. Eck. All right, so you'll be number two uh, in the queue. Number two in the queue. Interesting. Uh, Sandy in the chat room says, I hope Shower is able to make it today. Me too. Me too. But I also understand. I mean, you travel all the way back from, you know, Asia or whatever when you're flying. You know, he's flying the planes and doing all that. Getting back, going home, repacking his bag to go to Juno, climbing on a plane to go to Juno, and then it has mechanical problems and they have to wait. I don't think he got home till about, or I don't think he got into Juno till about 11, 1130 last night. So I understand, um, you know, if he doesn't make it this morning, I don't hold it against him. I don't, I really don't hold it against him, but fingers crossed that, you know, that, that, that's the way it is. Kenneth in, uh, on the YouTube says people who use rhetoric like that aren't worth dealing with. And this is what we're, I think he's talking about the, uh, you know, this tie, this whole Nazism. Oh, it's not your, you don't agree with me. You must be a Nazi. Um, and I love how they find you know, of the thousands and thousands and thousands of people protesting, they may find one bad actor in there uh, who's waving a Nazi flag or something. And they say, look, this represents the entire thing. And then there was another one where they uh, did you see that where they had like the flyer um, that was, look, we found this flyer amongst all the things that it was these national, these white supremacists. And then it turned out that the flyer was actually two years old and had come from some protest down in, uh, I think it was Florida or Georgia or someplace. I mean, they were not, they're not even good at like ginning up false stuff, like generating their own. They stole a, you know, they got a flyer from two years ago from some, somewhere 3,000 miles away, and they're like, look, this is what they're passing out now. I mean, it's just, I mean, this is the classic. If you can't fight against the argument, if you can't fight it on its rational basis, on the merits of the argument, you immediately go after the messenger, which is what they're doing here and what they've been doing for years. <laughs> oh, man. Terry says, read what the Oath Keepers are about. They are military and anyone that is sworn to uphold the Constitution. I can't see how that's a bad thing. I mean, exactly. When I first read about Oath Keepers, I thought, well, this makes sense. I mean, this is an organization of people who uh, are in uh, you know military, civilian life, uh, federal service, or whatever. Anybody that has to swear to uphold the Constitution, that's what the whole point was, oath keepers, that you were upholding your thing to the Constitution. But, of course, you know, organizations change, and maybe over 12 years it's, uh, you know, its membership has slid in a different direction. I don't know. But, I mean, based on what I had seen years ago from oath keepers, they were a pretty good, pretty good bunch. But now it's all persona non grata. Oh, it's all, it's all bad. It's all bad because they have 11 members. That's like saying they found 11 members who were members of the NRA, life members of the NRA, that did something bad. And so the whole organization, all 4 million or whatever members are corrupt and bad. I mean, couldn't we say the same thing for Congress? I mean, pedophiles and perjurers and I mean, you know, all this other. Couldn't we say the same thing for, well, there's a few bad actors in there, so they must all be that way. Well, I guess that is not far from what I say sometimes. But, you know, you can't got to be careful painting with a broad brush on that one. Uh, okay, what else? Um, bah, 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 bah. Part of the globalist plan is this, I say homeless people sleeping in doorways. Uh, we study moose. Um, okay. Well, we're going to, we're going to, uh, 
We're going to continue on here. We're about 10 seconds out. The Michael Duke Show. Like it, share this video. Like it, follow the show page. Here we go. Let's do it. Okay. Welcome back to the program, The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. Let's uh, keep things rolling and uh, start things off. Now, uh, normally I, I tell people when we're going to open the phone lines, but sometimes they just jump, they just jumped out there and, uh, uh, you know, they, they, and I hate to make people wait. I hate to make people wait uh, on the phone. Uh, so we'll go take some phone calls. We're going to start off with Bubba up in North Pole, uh, outside of Fairbanks there. See what he has to say. Good morning, Bubba. What's uh, on your mind, sir? Good morning, Michael. This is going to be like a Lars Larson. Uh, I agree with you on 99.9% of everything you say, except the other day we are talking about the uh, trucks coming from Toke going mm-hmm. to Fort Knox. Mm-hmm. And you said, man, that's one every 15 minutes. A guy gets four trucks and he could get a, uh, you know, start a business there. Well, it's actually, it's an eight-hour trip, right? And there's four trucks per hour, so that's 32 hours, or 32 trucks just to go one way. So then you got 32 more coming the other direction. That's 64 stinking trucks. It's going to be like a school bus convoy. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then if they're running 24-7... Yeah, that's um, that's a lot of vehicles on the road. Well, I mean, it is a lot of vehicles on the road. But I mean, you think about it. If you're sitting there with a stopwatch and you click your stopwatch, and it's every and since it's there and back, it's every 15 minutes going one way. So, I mean, you have to sit there with your stopwatch, and every eight minutes, a truck would go by in one direction or another. I mean, I I, I mean, yes, it's an increase in traffic, and as uh, uh, Rob Myers pointed out, from Toke to uh, from Toke to I think Delta. He said it would increase the road traffic by about 20%. But once you hit the Fairbanks area, it barely increases the road traffic by 1%. So, I mean, it, it is a lot of traffic in in the one way. But and, and I was jokingly saying, hey, you could start your own trucking business, you know, buy three or four trucks and get on the thing. But they're already in negotiations with some other trucking companies. I mean, it's not like it's going to happen, but... Uh, you know, that some some small guy is going to go in there and underbid it. But, you know, somebody's going to make some money. It's going to bring some it's going to bring money in there. And as Rob said, they're going to have to drop the double trailers in Fairbanks and then only go up with single trailers on the way up to the mine, et cetera, et cetera. It'll bring some economic impact. Um, but I mean, overall, you probably I mean, like I said, you'd have to be sitting there with a stopwatch every eight minutes. One goes by in one direction or another. It's not like it's L.A. where it's bumper to bumper. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I guess somebody said that yeah, somebody said in the chat room, only in Alaska would we be concerned about the increase of four vehicles per hour on the road. Well, that's eight vehicles per hour. But I mean, <laughs> even the other direction. But you know what I mean? I mean, even eight vehicles per hour only in Alaska gotcha. would we be concerned about that? I mean, I, you know, I understand that there are concerns for we don't want that in our backyard, but this is the price of progress. If we're going to do those kind of things, this is how things you know are going to have to go. And if they're willing to offset, and I guess there was some talk about um, Fort Knox or Donlin or whoever. Oh, I guess Donlin is the is the parent company uh, throwing in some extra money for extra fuel tax to you know to help with the extra wear and tear on the road and everything else. But again, 
eight trucks an hour for three years and then it's done. I, I you know, I, I don't know. I'm not necessarily opposed to it. Um, I don't necessarily think no. it's as big as bad as it was. Maybe if my house was parked right on the highway, I'd be concerned about it. But uh, other than that, I don't know is how it would be that big a deal. Yeah. Well, you know, as usual, Mike, you make a lot of sense. Well, I'm sorry. I apologize. You make a lot of sense. I don't want you to have to agree with me 100% <laughs> of the time, Bubba, but sometimes when I think about things, I, I come across some good stuff. So, well. There you go. I, All right, buddy. You have a good show. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, over to the next caller. Herman is out in Antioch. He's listening to the program, just showing that we are, again, broadcasting across the state. Herman, what's on your mind? Hey, William, Mike. Um, uh, I, I've been watching politics for a few years, and I was watching news at uh, Tucker Carlson um, before yesterday. And he had a, a, a guy from an insurance company, life insurance, and uh, he, he brought an important point that nobody's talking about, not even our lawmakers. Um, you know, that gain-of-function research um, that's biological weapon, weapon development, like weapons of mass destruction. You right, know, right, the gain-of-function research at Wuhan. Right now and, uh, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, the gain-of-function research uh, at the Wuhan laboratory, that's what you're talking about, what they were the... The NIH was well, funding. Yeah, it. I'm talking about these Tucker's mandation. I think they could be dangerous. Uh, right. Uh, uh, it might take a minute, but uh, if you bear with me, I'll try to explain, okay? Okay. Okay, hang on here. Um, uh, there's a, a national news, there's a mass casualty event happening being ignored. Um, it is suggested that this mass. Inoculation may be the cause of all these sudden deaths. Otherwise, healthy people who shouldn't be dying, they're saying uh, it's a mass casualty event. No one, no one is asking why. To be politicians are too worried about money and GDP numbers and don't know how to respond. Perhaps they're in over their heads, as was, as was suggested by the former top law enforcement officer who the government let go. He said, she said that the governor might be over in over in his head. The most important metric our leaders should care about, the health and safety of our citizens, is being ignored. National insurance companies are starting to alarm. 40% increase in death, and those in charge of the health care have known for about two weeks now. It's a catastrophe. This rates jumped by 40%. You don't you think we need to know why? Stopping these injections immediately as a precaution with air on the side of safety, if that's the case. Especially stop these mandates. Allow them to work. Get tested and stay home if you are sick. Give the sick other medicine again and get monoclonal antibody shot if they get the virus. We have natural immunity that's safer and better than this injection, but all they want is the injection of this biological test agent, nothing else. What's going on? Right. Are our so-called leaders so preoccupied with other things they probably don't know what to do to our, to our harm? That's unacceptable. They made an oath to serve and protect their actions, not serving outside interests. Right. 
Well, Michael, it's just maybe the most important thing you can do in your life and the lives of others. Look into this, please. Please do something instead of just worrying about money and reelection. Serve us. All right. Well, Herman, I appreciate it. Thank you for your thoughts on this. Uh, I mean, I, I have heard people talking about, you know, the increase in deaths and other things. And, I, and I'll be honest with you, I haven't gone and looked at the sources of it to make sure that it's legit. There's a lot of stuff flying around out there on the Internet as to what's true and what's not. And it takes some time to kind of suss out what is true and what's not. I'll look a little bit more into this. I know Tucker Carlson covered this about two or three days ago, uh, talking about uh, talking about some of this stuff. And I'll see if I can get some more information so that I can comment intelligently on it, at least, to see where we go there. Thank you uh, for uh, thank you for uh, for uh, coming on board and and sharing with us. All right, uh, so we were going to talk about this. Uh, we were going to talk about this. I I mean I would say went witch hunt. Uh, Suzanne Downing over at Must Read called it the Grand Inquisition. <laughs> this attack on uh, on David Eastman uh, continues. Uh, first, it was the we're going to expel him from the legislature. And then, of course, they discovered that they just didn't have nearly the numbers that they needed for that. And I think partially because it set a, an eerie precedent that somehow an elected official could be ejected with no, I mean, again, with no charges, no, no, you know, nothing that he did specifically other than he belonged to a group uh, that got started 12 or 15 years ago and that he was a life member of that group and that somehow that uh, association was enough to get him an elected official elected by his peers and constituents ejected from the legislature. I think maybe even some of those on the left thought mm, that might be a bad precedent to set. So then they decided to uh, then they decided, well, we'll just get him removed from his committees because that's, you know. And then that didn't happen because, again, there wasn't the votes to do it. And again, it started started looking like a little bit of a witch hunt. So then yesterday, um, uh, excuse me, I guess, uh, yeah, yesterday, uh, entered into the agenda for today, for today's House floor session on special orders, Representative Greyer Hopkins of Fairbanks has put in and offered what he calls uh, what is called a sense of the house, which is kind of just a resolution to say, well, this is how the house feels about something. And his sense of the house is a condemnation of Eastman uh, and others, by the way, don't forget that they, since they couldn't do all that other stuff, they've decided to, we've, they've decided now to hold a hearing on oath keepers like, Oh man, we need to hold a, I mean, okay, so first and foremost, what can you do as a legislature about Oath Keepers other than, you know, they're, they're already announced who they're going to have on as some of the speakers, and they are some of the most vehement critics against Oath, against oath Keepers anyway. So, I mean, like, you know, how is this going to turn out? Anyway, the sense of the House says that Eastman has spoken about cover, uh, government, COVID-19 vaccine, and mask mandates and compared them to actions taken by the Nazis during the Holocaust, which he finds... Greyer Hopkins finds offensive and unacceptable. And so they, the sense of the house goes on to talk, to try and tie all of it together. The January 6th riot, uh, the sense of the house that those who participated in the riot um, and must be condemned. Uh, although Eastman readily admits that he was there on January 6th. There was no proof that he ever entered that he was part of the, there were several, a couple hundred thousand people 
out there in front of the White House, uh, excuse me, in front of the Capitol building uh, that day. But it was just a very small number of people that actually broke in and and were doing you know bad actor kind of stuff. And yet, but but again, he participated in the January sixth insurrection. Uh, really? So it goes on. Then it ties the Oath Keeper things back into it. And finally, the comparisons between the Holocaust and the government mandates, which people have used, you know, different uh, uh, analysis or uh, analogies to. All of a sudden, they uh, they want to condemn. That's literally the words. Therefore, it is the sense of the Alaska House of Representatives that we condemn Representative David Eastman for such statements. Again, look, I don't agree with Eastman on a lot of stuff. And even the, some of the stuff that I do agree with him on, I don't necessarily agree with the way that he puts it forward. Uh, maybe that makes me a weak-kneed pansy or something because I don't take the strong, virulent, stand-in-your-face, kick-you-in-the-groin stance that David Eastman does. But um, that still doesn't mean that, <laughs> that this is a good idea. I mean, this is, you know, people need to forget that this is the good for the goose, good for the gander thing. By the way, remember when there was a sense of the house called before by Eastman over the whole beer pong and the leg wrestling thing and all that kind of stuff? Remember that? Oh, that doesn't matter. That, that means nothing. Nothing. Uh, but all these people are remembering. I mean, this is this is this is it. This is a cancellation. This is a witch hunt. They don't like him. They don't like what he does. Hey, newsflash, some of his own minority members don't care for Eastman and the style and the way he does things because he makes things harder in a lot of ways for a minority coalition or a minority to work together. It happens. I mean, I've heard this directly from the mouths of some of the various legislators who said, you know, hey, we agree with him in a lot of this stuff, but my God, could you do it a little more gently? Could you Could you work it in and maybe win friends and influence people instead of, you know, build enemies and alienate everybody around you but this is a cancellation that's what this is a total cancellation and i mean agree with eastman disagree with eastman i don't think anybody can argue with that this has just been you know this is divisiveness and polarization and uh the the, the rhetoric from both sides of the aisle is just feeding the and those people who are more in the middle the independents and those voters they're just I'll be honest, they're sick of it one way or the other. You know, they're sick of it. I mean, even James Carville, right? James Carville got up and said, this wokeism is just stupid and it's killing the Democratic Party. <laughs> Donna, Donna in the chat room just said, members of the legislature are all supposed to be oath keepers. Yeah, you'd think they'd remember that. You'd think they would remember that. But don't worry, they know better than you. I know I swore an oath to uphold the Constitution of the United States and the great state of Alaska, but I'm doing it my way because I know better than... And, you know, if we have to ignore some of those laws, I'm willing to do that because sometimes you have to let your betters make those decisions for you. Right? I mean, that's the, that's the, whole, that's the whole feeling here. And the fact that they are... All, I mean, this is what we're working on? We're 23 days into a, well, what's supposed to be a 90-day session, right? Supposed to be a 90-day session, uh, but could be 120 days. We're 23 days into it, and this is what we're working on. 
because, you know, it's not like we've got a financial crisis or it's not like we've got a permanent fund dividend that we're supposed to be working on or getting a long-term fiscal plan together, but all that other stuff, it doesn't matter because we know better than you how to get it done. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean... I did not realize that mass retardation was a thing, but apparently it is. All right. Uh, I got to go. I, I still want to get into the charter of changes things, and I still haven't finished even the headlines yet. That's how today is going to go. I can tell you already. All right. We're going to uh, continue. Uh, we got some phone calls. We'll get that. Uh, we'll get that on, and we will be back with more. In just a moment, we'll be back right after this. The Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Regularly heard on American radio. Michael Duke Show. Radio. Representative Eastman stands on his morals and principles. He may offend people, but he isn't breaking any laws. I exactly. I mean, exactly. You don't see anybody calling for a sense of the house over Tiffany Zolkowski's support of BLM. You know, you don't see any uh, sense of the house calls over Ivy Sponholtz or Garen Tarr's, you know, mild discussions of defunding the police. I mean, you don't see any of that, but, you know. <laughs> the hell? <laughs> oh, my Lord. It just, it's painful. Um. All right. Well, I had one line on hold, but they didn't want to wait through the break. Sissies. I mean, come on. I mean, if this was a big show, you'd have to wait on hold for an hour before you could talk to me. Um, not that, not that that's necessarily. Uh, um, uh, I am joining Oath Keeper, says Michael. Okay, we need to expel eject Natasha, says Sandy. Oh, well, yeah, a lot. Of that. And I would agree that there may be a few others we may want to talk about that. Um, uh, they're having a zoom meeting. You can get access to expel Eastman at gmail.com. Um, I was there on January 6th. I would go back in a heartbeat, said Kelly. You were part of the insurrection, Kelly. Don't you know you better lock your doors because you could get a visit. Thirsty work this morning. All those voices. Um, how about we go on a witch hunt on Stoot? She's incapable of leading the house, and there's no reason for it. I watched two house sessions. It makes my head explode at the incompetence. <laughs> Representative Prox, be very careful. Be very careful. <laughs> While she's eating. That's what always killed me. There's like a rule in the house of no eating, and she's crunching on something, you know, while she's talking. Representative Prox, be very careful. I'm 
It's like, the, it's like watching an episode of The Muppets. Um, all the sensitive folks jumped up and cried foul instead of simply studying the merits of David's arguments. Well, that's exactly it. I mean, how many people are, uh, I'm so hurt, and I'm so hurt and offended. I want the government to do something because I shouldn't be hurt and offended. Wait a minute. That's not how it works. It's not how it's supposed. You know, the answer to speech you don't agree with, you know what the answer to speech you don't agree with is? More speech. Different speech. Anthony, I'm becoming increasingly concerned that the crippling rhetoric of the two-party system alongside lifelong career political positions have created a perpetual stalemate of inefficiency in the country. Historically, this point in every empire resulted in collapse. And uh, unfortunately, Anthony is not wrong. Anthony is not wrong. You know, it's Titler's, uh, it's uh, Alexander Titler Fraser's cycle of empire, right? Which actually was not Fraser's in the long run. It turns out it was somebody else that was quoting. Or, but anyway, cycle of empire is kind of prophetic when you look at it. And where are we in the cycle of empire? Well, not on the upswing. Let's just put it that way. Not on the upswing. Um. Harold says, I'm a Stutes fan. She's the best Bryce Edgman puppet I've ever seen. <laughs> Wait, her mouth moves and you hear Bryce Edgman's voice? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> oh, wait, Lindsay or Kelly already says she had to talk to the FBI already because she was there. Oh, man. Okay. Uh... Wait a second. The animal shelter in Fairbanks wants to pass Title 22. They want to mandate all animals, including your chickens, goats, and crocodiles, be registered. And now the code enforcement and now code enforcers. Baroque meeting tonight at 6 p.m. This is a round of assembly members haven't had the pleasure of meeting us all yet. Well, okay, we'll get into that here in just a minute. Can we get some Democrats front and center on this show? Yeah, I'd love to, Harold. I would love to. I mean, Scott Kawasaki shined me on for almost three weeks. Oh, I'll be on. Oh, yes, I'll be on this day. Oh, then he didn't show. Oh, I'll be on this day. Oh, I didn't show. The other ones won't even call me back. So, I mean, what does it matter at this point, right? She eats like that because the rules are for thee and not for me. Of course not. No, of course not. It's, you know, you little people. Of course those rules are for you. They're to keep you safe. But I, I can be trusted with my bag of peanuts to make sure that I'm, I'm fine. <sighs> It's really, oh, it was really Bryce Edgman that was eating and crunching. It was just coming out of her mouth. I see ventriloquism. That's the, that's the thing that, yeah, it doesn't, we don't have to remember too far back when Chris Tuck was the one that was having to pay thousands of dollars in APOC, APOC fines for doing wrong, but uh, no inquisition there. No one expects the Spanish inquisition. Here we go. Jumping back in the Michael Duke show. Okay. 
Oh, my Lord. This show this morning is just off the chain. Um, <laughs> you just have to love this whole, you know, rules for thee and none for me. Which I don't have the, I don't know, I have the quote, but I don't have it up on my hot bar right now, so I can't throw it out to you. But the quote of Mike, Mike Prax making some kind of comment and... Louise Stutes coming in in the end and saying, be careful, Representative Proggs, be very careful, while she's crunching on, you know, whatever she's not supposed to be eating in the chamber, but she's up there chewing on something. She got her bag of peanuts and she's doing her thing. Or maybe somebody else is eating and it's just the ventriloquism talking. I don't know. Uh, but anyway. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> All right, so a couple announcements out of the chat room um, that I didn't hear about because I'm not on the ground there. Apparently, the Animal Shelter in Fairbanks wants to get a new title passed in Borough Code up there in the Fairbanks North Star Borough, Title 22. They want a mandate that all animals, including your chickens, goats, crocodiles, whatever, are registered, and now they have code enforcers. There's a borough meeting tonight at 6 p.m. Uh, Kelly says this new round of assembly members I haven't had the pleasure of meeting all of us yet. Maybe we should show up. Well, I got to be honest. I mean, when I lived in Fairbanks and I, well, I lived in North Pole, but when I lived in the Fairbanks North Star Borough, I had chickens and goats and well, I didn't have crocodiles, but I had bunnies and dogs and everything else. And there'd be no way in hell that I'm going to go down to the, I no, no, send the code enforcement officers. And send reinforcements. I mean, send code enforcement officers to my house. Make that happen. This is just more stupidity on the part of the borough government. Here's what we need. We need one more layer of bureaucracy to justify our code enforcement officers. So here's what we do. We register everything. You want to have a chicken? You best ask the permission of the government. Excuse me, your majesty. May I please, may I please be allowed to have one more chicken so that I could have... An egg for my breakfast every morning, my lord. May I please do that? I don't think so. I don't think you should do that. I, well, you can, but you must pay me a registration fee for every chicken because I know best for you, and you should not have goats and chickens on your land because, you know, it might affect the property values, and you can't be trusted with a chicken. You can't be trusted unless, of course, you pay me. If you pay me a registration fee for every chicken, then you can be trusted with it. Otherwise, you are an outlaw. Meanwhile, I'm in the corner stroking my mustache saying, hmm, I'm an outlaw chicken rancher. Yeah. Are you, are you kidding me? Oh, they want them all registered and microchipped? <laughs> I mean, could you? I mean, I got to be honest with you. I can imagine people in the Fairbanks North Star Borough looking at a code enforcement officer across the fence, you know, asking, hey, buddy, you got a registration pass for all these chickens? <sighs> hey, buddy, you wearing Kevlar? I mean, seriously. You want you want to you want to cause some more confrontation and divisiveness? There you go right there. <laughs> I mean, what? I mean, what? So, uh, yeah. unless you want to end up being an outlaw chicken rancher, you better show up at the borough assembly tonight at 6 p.m. Because otherwise they're going to force you to register your chickens and your llamas and your goats and your everything else. I, I you know, I, I just don't understand. Look, I'm not into that. 
Sorry. It's none of your freaking business what I do on my... If I'm not hurting anybody else and my chickens aren't going on the neighbor's yard and crapping or eating their flowers or whatever, then it's none of your damn business. Get off my lawn. There's no way. There is absolutely no way that I would that I would ever. Well, first of all, I would never comply. I just to be honest with you. I'll, when I live where I live and where my property is out there, I mean, I owned a you know an acre and everything else. I was back in the woods and everything else, and uh, you know, I've been just like. Uh, hey man, I got a shovel and a fifty-pound bag of lime in the back of my truck. I don't know what they're for, but you know, you want to ask me again if I've registered my chickens? Seriously, Ser- I mean, this is what they—this is what it comes down to. Oh, you know what we need to do? We need to register all these chickens because uh, you know why? Well, it's for uh, you know public safety, and you you know you can't. Um, well, it's because we want to control you. That's why. We really have no reason other than we want to control you. We want to know what's going on, and we want you to pay us the money for the benefit of doing what you're doing already for free. But we want you to... Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we want to control you. That's the answer. <laughs> oh, baby. Yeah. Can you imagine? This is like Lexington and Concord, only it's chickens. You know, I mean, it's... (laughs) That first shot heard around the world was over Jersey Giants and American sex links. That's what it was about. What? Yeah, they came to take my chickens. They could come take your chickens, too. I mean, I just don't think the business... I don't think the borough wants to get into that kind of business. You know, I, I just, I just don't, oh, well, they may want to because they know better than you how you should raise your family. You don't need those farm fresh eggs that are so delicious and full of nutrition that you raised yourself and know that there is no harmful additives or, produce, or preservatives or hormones given to your chickens. You don't need that. Just go to the store and buy some eggs because, you know, we know better than you how you should eat and live your life and how your children should be raised so they do not know the labor of chores and having to pluck the eggs and having to feed the chickens. That, that's too harsh. You shouldn't do that. And if you, if you decide to do that, you have to pay us for the privilege of doing that. No. No, 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 no. I will not comply. I mean, oh my God, Sandy just said, somebody needs to take a dump truck full of manure and just put it at the entrance of the FNSB building. You know what? I mean, that would be a hell of a protest, right? That's exactly what it is. I mean, I I just don't, I don't understand the justification for this. Now, granted, I just heard about it this morning and I haven't read all the backing paperwork, but I cannot imagine what the justification would be for everybody to have to register their livestock animals with the borough. Why do you need to know? If I live on an acre or five acres or like in my parents' case, they live on eight acres up in the woods and they've got chickens. And so do they have to beg the government's permission to 
run a half a dozen chickens on their eight acres of property? It's none of your damn business, sir, madam, they, them, whatever it is, it's none of your business and get the hell off my lawn. And what, yeah, and what happens next? Donna just says, will there be a chicken and egg tax down the road? No, 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 no. This is the same thing I told to the division of, uh, of uh, what was it, DEC, environmental conservation. When I had goats and they're like, oh, we're going to make sure we, if you're going to produce cheese and, and sell it or give it to your friends, you need to pass the, you need to pass the go to hell line. I'm sorry. This, see this line right here? That's the one. If you cross that, <laughs> I'll tell you where you're going to go. No. Again, I will not. It doesn't matter now. I don't live there. But if I was still there, I would not comply. Period. And I know there's a lot of people that feel that way. Oh, man, look at that. I ran right over the end of the hour. I'm so pissed about this. All right. Well, uh, we're going to, uh, uh, I'm going to hit this button. We're going to be right back. What about your goldfish, your hamsters, your cockatoos? What about your guinea pigs? Guinea pigs are a delicious source of food. If you can, you know, get the kids over the fact that you're, you know, having their guinea pigs reproduce so that you can create a food supply. Guinea pigs are a delicacy down in South America. Did you know that? They're tasty. Tasty, tasty. I ran right over. I can't believe it. I actually ran right over the top of the hour. I never do that. I'm just, again, trying to wrap my brain around the idea of some numbskull down in the borough assembly building thinking, well, this is a great idea. You know what we need to do? We need to register everything. All right, so I don't know if Mike Shower is going to call in, but I got one caller on hold. So I guess uh, we'll go over there and um see what they have to say or i guess maybe get their name and i don't know if mike's gonna call in i'm 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 fingers crossed but let's go over here to the caller and see who they are good morning who's this where are you call from hey mike jeff from homer hello jeff uh, i guess the question is is uh which comes first for a license the chicken or the egg yeah uh. <laughs> <laughs> do you have to get the license first and then the chicken and then the egg or do you get the egg and then the license and then the chicken i don't know i can't i just can't uh i can't believe it and then my other question is where do you hang the license plate right is it do you have, <laughs> I would have to go to this meeting and ask those questions i, mean, I would have a lot of stupid questions is it displayed i mean people. do you have to put the license plate around <laughs> the chicken's neck uh i mean you know do they have to carry him with them do they have to have photo id i mean i've got to know these things you know i, I really got to know oh, these things do they need a do they need a uh coronavirus uh, card and, and if i take my chicken anywhere with me do i need to show that um 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, I got to know. Let's we'll see gotta... how ridiculous we can get with questions. No, I, I... That's about the stupidest thing I've ever heard. It's, it's part of the Democratic Party's way. In the state of Maine, there's a lot of towns that have gone and... Every year you pay tax on your lawnmower that you've already bought and paid for and paid tax for. Right, right, right. You pay tax on your rake, um, anything in your garage. They go after everything in your garage, you know. So um, it's it's incredible. Uh, it's part of that same team with the ranked choice voting that, that is so convoluted and frigged up and and yeah, I, it's just, Jeff, I, I just don't know. I mean, I've heard about this. This is the personal property tax thing, right? Where you got to pay tax on your right. your television and your printer and your lawnmower and your uh, and your chainsaw right. and, and all this personal property. And I'm thinking to myself, why the hell would you live anywhere? You've basically disincentivized anyone from improving their quality of life. Why would you? Why would anybody live there at that point? And first of all, why well, would they, you why would you ever pay the tax? Because I would certainly never pay that tax. I mean, you know, no. I, I would never do it. Get off my and, lawn, bring me a warrant, show me a state killer. trooper. I mean, you know. Hey, what are you in jail for? Oh my chicken's not registered. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't pay the tax you on know. my I didn't pay the tax on my ten year old lawnmower and chainsaw, so they got me in the Huskow here with hardened criminals because that makes sense. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah, it's all, it, it's, you know, it's, uh, I, I don't know what to say, but I can tell you this, the studies that we did on those towns that did that, they had a lot of places where people weren't living anymore there. There were trailers, especially people that were, you know, in mobile homes or trailers, they'd move them, and there was all these lots around. You could see them where they just picked up and went somewhere, another town where they could have a chicken. Right. You know, and not have to worry about it. Right. And, uh, you know, Unbelievable. I mean, we, we finally, in the town I lived in, they had a, a, a code enforcement officer slash animal guy, whatever you right, want to call right. him. And I never really paid much attention to him. And I had a dog that got ran over, and I spent 450 or $500 on him getting his leg fixed. And it was wired up. And he drove by and saw the dog and went, oh, my God, that dog needs attention. Well, he you know, leaves a big threatening note on my door to call him that this dog needs attention or he was going to have me arrested. <laughs> and I said, really? Yeah. So I went down and saw the town manager, who was a friend of mine and I'd known forever. And I said, who is this guy? And he said, yeah, well, he's the dog catcher. And I said, yeah, well, I got this on my door. And here's a bill for $450 from the doctor up there. And that dog is not going to put his foot down for about a month. He got run over by a car. Right. You know, where was this guy that, where is he? Because I'd like to know where he is because, you know what? I called this idiot. <laughs> Hold on a second, Jeff. Hold on. Hold on. I'm coming up on the top of the hour. I don't want to run over the top of the hour with this because this is, I've already, you know. I mean, I'd be looking at that dog catcher and saying, hey, buddy, you got a good dentist? I'm just asking for a friend. I'm just asking for a friend. All right. Uh, the Michael Duke Show. Common Sense Liberty Base free thinking i mean my head is going to explode whoa buddy put 
that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the MichaelDukesShow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast. The Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. The Michael Dukes Show, common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. All right, so first and foremost, let me apologize to the listeners who stood in through the break because I I never do this, but I ran over the end of the hour. I was so agitated by everything that was going on, I just got cut off in mid-sentence because I wasn't watching the clock like I normally do. And, I mean, I am just shocked, shocked, I tell you, about what's going on. All right, so first and foremost, we were hoping to have Mike Shower today. He was scheduled, but there was a delay in his plane, and then he got back from his job, repacked his bags, drove back to the airport, and got on a plane to Juneau, which immediately sat on the tarmac for two hours because of mechanical problems. And Anyway, he got in really late last night, and hopefully sometime during this hour he's going to join us, okay? I, I hope that... I, I hope to, we'll, we'll hear from him. If not, it, it is what it is. The guy's got to get some sleep sometime, right? He's been up, you're up for 24 hours and then, you know, you want to get up and talk on the radio. So fingers crossed, we hear from him here shortly. If not, that's fine. So let me tell you what got me so ramped up before the, and this, all the stuff I was going to talk about has been thrown out the window because I am so emotionally scarred by everything that's going on in the Fairbanks North Star Borough right now. So apparently tonight, the Fairbanks North Star Borough is going to take up a bill that uh, is a take up a, a, a thing where they want to pass Title 22 in the Fairbanks North Star Borough that the apparently the animal shelter is pushing for where they want everybody in the Fairbanks North Star Borough to register all their animals. All of their their chickens, their goats, their cows, their donkeys, their horses. They want everybody to register their goldfish, their chinchillas, their petchawawas. I mean, everything in the borough needs to be registered. And uh, because, you know, why? Well, we've got these code enforcement officers and we can't really do anything else. So we might as well get them a job where they can. Uh, I say we do this. We make people. We. We make people register, and not just register, apparently uh, somebody, I think it was Kelly, said they wanted to have them, they want to get them all chipped too. They You want to, you want to chip all the, I mean, I had like 15 or 20 chickens, and we had three goats at one point, and, and like two or three rabbits. So what, I mean, I got to pay to have all these things chipped and then registered and everything else to, what? I mean... What are you talking about? Well, you know, okay, so why? So I guess my question was, why? Why why is this necessary? Now, in the last 12 minutes, I haven't had a chance to read the full 
instructions on why they want this. But I can just imagine the 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 recommend. Well, you know, we need to make sure that people are 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 being safe, and we need to make sure that those animals are safe, and we need to just make sure that you know. The bottom line is is that we know better than you how you should raise everyone. Your chickens, your children, your they're all one and the same to us. Your chickens are your children. And 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 it's it's so why I mean so I gotta have a license. I mean, where am I gonna display the license plate on this chicken? Do they have to wear it around all day long? Right? Do I have to have my registrations and my license posted in a public place where you can see it? Is this what I have to have? Do I have to go begging on my hands and knees to the magistrate, to to the lord of the community and say, Excuse me, lord. I would really, really like to raise some chickens so that my children may eat farm fresh eggs because it is healthier and I have children that are allergic to some of the things added to the commercial brand, and so I would like to beg your permission, if if it pleases the crown, I would like to beg your permission to do on my own land what I would like with animals that I have purchased and am going to put the sweat of my brow into, even though I don't really own my land because you, my lord, continue to charge me taxes no longer, no matter how long I have owned that land, you will always have the master ownership of it and may take it from me at any time. I understand. I beg your forgiveness, lord. Please just allow me have one chicken or maybe be too if it does not suffice too much please i mean what the, the, <laughs> oh man i would love to meet the code enforcement officer who's going to go out and enforce this i mean in north pole especially good good luck to you my friend good I hope they issue you body armor on the way out the door. I've met some people in North Pole, by the way. (laughs) You'd be be lucky to make it past the front gate on some of this stuff. I mean, do we have to have photo IDs for my chicken now? Right? Is the borough going to ask next for a grant for facial recognition software for your chickens to make sure that they are properly registered? And what is the fine if I fail to register my chicken or my goat or my horse or my bunny rabbits or my pigs or hogs or whatever it is that I want? Are you... Go to hell. Go straight to the devil with you. You people are already in league with him at this point. Just go... Off with you. Cocktails at six. With Satan. Just get off my lawn. <sighs> oh my God, I'm so worked up over this. I'm so agitated because I'm, well, as you can tell, I'm already a little butthurt about the whole property tax thing. You can never own your own property, ever. And now they're going to say, well, you know, you may technically own that property as long as you pay your your rights to the king you you can own that property 
But uh, now we're going to tell you exactly what you can do on it. And no, even though you have eight acres in the woods with nobody around you, you can't see your neighbors, let alone hear them. I don't think that you should be allowed to have a chicken unless you pay me, of course. If you pay me, well, then you can be trusted with a chicken. But if you don't pay me for your registration and everything, then you can't be trusted with a chicken. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hurt somebody. All right, uh, let let's go over to the phones before I lose my mind. Over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Good morning. This is Pike from Anchor Point, Alaska. Alaska's illegal emu farmer because I am violating the ADF and G's clean list, the clean list that the Nazis at ADF and G enforce on all us farmers and Alaskan residents. Also, while doing this, they're blocking us from being able to comment on any government web pages. Anything we say on there that's contrary to their power is immediately erased, and anyone that wants to take a FOIA request out on that will find 837 pages of Alaskans who are silenced by their own servants. <laughs> and I love the show this morning. Thank you much. Well, thank you for fighting the fight. I mean, I'm with you. I mean, I literally told the DEC representative at one point to go to hell when they were saying I needed to have my chi- my kitchen checked if I was going to give my goat cheese away um, or sell it to a friend. They told or me if they had yeah. to, that they would come out and they would use guns and force and troopers to uh, violate my farm and take my animals. And I said, did you ever see the movie Ruby Ridge? And bring it on whenever you want. I live free or die free, but. That's I'm right. Not submitting to tyranny. Thanks, Pike. I appreciate your call. Thank you for calling in and joining us. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't. I mean, I, you know, when you talk about smaller, more limited government, this is the day-to-day side that catches you, right? I mean, we're all for smaller, more limited government, and the reason we are is because for stupid things like this. I want to raise emus. I'm sorry. You can't do Well, I just did. So sorry. I want to raise chickens. I want to raise goats. I want to raise guinea pigs as a meat source. Well, you couldn't do that. You might harm some child's feelings. Um, um, I really don't care. I really don't care about you and your bureaucracy and your supposed power. Good luck with that. Over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Melissa in Fairbanks. Hi, Melissa. How are you? Hi. I'm Hi. fantastic. <laughs> uh, what's on your mind today? Well, you know, as one of those illegal owners of animals, not very many, you know, a hamster, some fish, and some chickens. Um, I'm just wondering, where does this go next? Do we have to register and microchip our children, too? Or, here we go, maybe we'll be limited to just one. You know what? That's probably good, Melissa, because you probably could not be trusted with more than one child. Probably not. (laughs) I mean, really? I mean, look, it is a reduction to the ridiculous, right? This is Adam to absurdum, right? This is the, that's the, the argument. But at the same time, you're not wrong. If you can't be trusted to raise a few chickens, 
or hamsters or goats or bunnies or whatever the hell you're raising, then, well, I'm just not sure that you could be trusted with children either. I just don't know, Melissa. Especially these crazy conservative people. Maybe they should only have one child. Maybe. Maybe there has to be a purity (laughs) test for you to take before you can have your second child. Maybe there's... Maybe there's a, I mean, look, folks, we're getting into the ridiculousness area, but it, but not by far. I mean, if you have I think to, you are already there. I mean, if you have to beg the government permission to be able to raise a half a dozen chickens in your yard, then how far is it from there to something else? I mean, that's that's really, I mean, <laughs> yes, Melissa, you're a hundred percent right, hundred percent right. And um, and and good luck. I mean, I, here's here's what I say. Good luck if they decide to pass this, which I mean, I would if they pass this. I I I say we all riot at this point. If they pass this, we just you know we should just riot because at that point, what aren't they going to try to control? What aren't they going to try and and hold over you? And if you're already paying property taxes. Um, and which you all are, if you own property or even if you're renting, you're paying the property taxes, but if you're paying property taxes, shouldn't you be allowed to do, as long as you're not hurting anybody else or your neighbors, shouldn't you be able to do anything you want to do, Melissa? I mean, shouldn't that be really what, what you want? Well, my property taxes just went up by $15,000. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I should pay for a few chickens. Hey, the Matsu borough property taxes went up for many people. Uh, the last assessment I saw uh, was uh, went up sixty five thousand uh, dollars where I live. Um, oh. Sixty five thousand. Well, I, I guess mean, I shouldn't complain. We didn't do anything but sixty five thousand because you know we need that money. We need that money. All right. Well, um, Melissa, I hope that you will say it after me. Say it with me, Melissa. I will not comply. Would you just say that with me? I will not comply. I think I'm going to order 100 more chickens. I will not comply. <laughs> I think. Well, that might be a little bit of an overreaction because I've had chickens and 100 <laughs> chickens. That might be a little. I've had like 15 or 20 chickens at one point. Uh, 100 might be a little much. But I I support you in your decision. <laughs> I support you in your decision. All right, Melissa. Thank you. I have 20. <laughs> I have they tw- poop on everything. They poop on everything. All right. Thank you, <laughs> Melissa. Thanks for calling in this morning. Um, all right. I've got, wow, I got more lines on hold. I'm still worked up about the chickens. Oh, yeah. Are they going to, what about honeybees? I mean, those honeybees, chickens can't do much, but man, those honeybees could swarm and kill your neighbor. Maybe you should have all of those. Ugh, we should. Maybe we should chip every one of those individual bees just to make sure. <laughs> Imagine the guy showing up. Yeah, I'm here to uh, talk to you about your chickens. Your chickens. Uh, oh, and you got honeybees too. You you better have a whole list of the registered chips on those honeybees because otherwise we're gonna have a problem here. I I mean, can you see it? Can you see, can you see that? <laughs> All right, I got a caller on hold. Caller, don't go anywhere. That's an order. I can tell you what to do on this show. Just hold the line, and we'll be back with you here in a moment. 
I mean, if you are even, if you have a heartbeat and, and can breathe, I would just assume that this would infuriate you. If if you're okay with this, you know what? That's what I'm looking for. I got a caller on hold. I'm going to take them first. But if you are okay with somebody coming in and saying, hey, you've got a couple chickens, you need to register them. I want to, I, I want you to call in and tell me why. What? what? Just back back me up. I bet you a dollar that nobody calls. But I, I if you do, I want to hear from you. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense Lady. We're broadcasting live through a series of tubes. Allowing all of these entities to provide streaming stuff going on on the the, the internet. Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. I never wanted chickens, but now I do just to piss someone off. Ashley, I'm with you. I got to be honest. If I lived there, I would immediately double my chickens. I would immediately buy more chickens. And, uh, <clears throat> I mean, I would give the eggs away for free at that point. Here you go. You have it. You get an egg and you get an egg and you get an egg. <sighs> Oh, I'm I'm so pissed off right now. I didn't even know that this was like a hot button until just now. I am so angry. Um. All right, let's go over to the uh, call and get them set up for the return to radio. Good morning. Who's this and where are you calling from? Joanne from Fairbanks. Hello, Joanne from Fairbanks. Are you ready to not comply with me? Hold the line. I'll be right back to you. <laughs> Just don't go anywhere, because uh, I've my cheese just slipped right off my cracker on this one, folks. Right off my cracker. Uh, Jim says, I bet the Daily News Minus has lots of letters to the editors that support registering chickens. Those are the same people who think that meat comes from a pink styrofoam tray, right? Those are the same people that go, I don't think you should kill animals because animals are lovely and beautiful. And I think that... You know, I mean, I get my meat from this store like everybody else. You shouldn't be killing animals. You know that that meat on the pink plastic tray comes from a slaughterhouse, right? No, it doesn't. It comes in the pink plastic tray. It's not real. doesn't matter because I eat animal. I eat plant-based meat because that's not meat. It's plants. I'm just saying. I'm just saying it's, I don't know. what, But I think you should have to register every. I think you should register your Twitter account and your phone and everything and beg the government for permission on all that. How about that? No, I can't. <clears throat> Man, I, you know what? I would not want to be a code enforcement officer in the Fairbanks North Star Borough. I mean, I'm not joking about the Kevlar thing. I mean, I'm not talking about from me. I'm talking about, I met some people. I met some crusty old timers in, in, in Fairbanks. I mean, there are some people out there who'd be like, you know, they, they've got the, they've got the three S's down pat, right? That's the shoot, shovel, and shut up. They're like, where'd that code enforcement off? I don't know. I've never seen him, uh, her, them, ever, they, them. They're, they're never, 
Boy, you got a beautiful patch of lawn over here. Yeah, you notice this six-foot patch right here? Oh, it's nice and green. I used some good lime on that. That's fine and stuff. It's so, I mean, <clears throat> you know, I my favorite bumper sticker that I've ever seen in my life, um, which I have threatened several times to get remade, but I know it would probably put me on every watch list in the world. Is is an old bumper sticker that said two things every good Alaskan should have in their truck: a number two shovel and a fifty-pound bag of lime. And some of you won't get that, and that's okay. I'm, you know, I, it's okay. I don't want to shatter your beautiful, perfect worldview. But that was probably the best, the best bumper sticker I've ever seen. And like I said, I've threatened several times to get it reproduced, but <clears throat> I know it would put me on every watch list in the world. Everyone. You're advocating violence. No, I'm not advocating violence. I'm just basically saying I've met some of these people and I know what's going to happen and it's not going to be good for you. If you're walking around with your emblazoned star in your chest saying, I am the Fairbanks Postal Code Enforcement Officer. I'm here to talk about your chickens. <laughs> All right. I've got a second caller up here, so I better be a good radio host. I'm going to get their name and where they're calling from so we can bring them back on the radio. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Carlene and Kodiak. Okay, Carlene, my dear, you hold the line. Don't go anywhere. You're number two in the queue right behind Joanne from Fairbanks. Well, folks, you could like and share this show, but it's probably going to get me arrested, so you don't have to bother with that. But make sure you like and follow the show page and subscribe and ring the bell on YouTube. How about that? Here we go. Annette Funicello. It's a surf party in here. Welcome back. Hour two of the Michael Duke show. This show has totally gone off the rails today. I can just tell you that right now with no everything I was going to talk about out the window. Because I'm so pissed off about the expansion of government at every level. And the latest idiocy is what's happening in Fairbanks where they're talking now about forcing people who have goats and chickens and pigs and... Uh, you know, sparrows, woodchucks, goldfish, whatever. Your betta fish. You got a betta fish? They're gonna, they're gonna want you to register and chip that as well for your protection. I'm sure. Uh, that's that's what they're gonna tell us anyway. I uh, just the overreach of government. The overreach of government is. I mean, I've been fighting for smaller, more limited government my entire life. And it's a losing battle, folks. It is just a losing battle because of the nature of government. But this is just redonkulous. Redonkulous. Joanne's on the line from Fairbanks. Joanne, what's your thoughts on this? Talk me off the ledge here, dear. Oh, I can't do it. I can't talk you off the ledge because I've gone way over that ledge already a long time ago. <laughs> right, right. Uh, I initially called, <laughs> initially called to say, if, if, the government would allow us to have properties 
that are bigger than a half an acre, it might be a little easier to have chickens that don't bother their neighbors. But <laughs> if it's the, the subdivisions that are made today are so tiny little lots that you're basically sitting in the backyard of your, you know, it, it, uh, don't, don't get me started on real estate right now. Okay, so chickens. I don't know where you where I, I missed the part where it's where you said where you heard this. I have not heard it. I know the code enforcement officer, and I am sure that he is a deer in the headlights right now because his plate is completely full of stuff that actually matters, like people parking their cars in the middle of the road, right? Or you know, their their junk sort of getting out out from their property. It's one thing to have it in your property. It's another when it starts sort of encroaching upon the right of ways. Right. <laughs> right. He's so, busy. You don't need to be dealing with chickens. Well, this is, the, so the, apparently, this is from earlier, uh, Kelly told us in the chat room that uh, the Fairbanks North Star Borough Borough Assembly tonight is going to be considering uh, putting in Title 22 into the Borough Code, which is being supported by the animal control uh, folks where you would have to register all your livestock animals that if you had them, chickens, cows, goats, uh, uh, bunnies, pigs, whatever, and get them registered and apparently chipped as well um, is what they want. Um, and again, this is the first I heard about wow. it this morning. So this is what's going on. But I'm just saying it doesn't, first of all, it doesn't surprise me because, you know, tyrants going to tirate. Dictators going to dictate. That's what happens. Uh, you give them the power, that's what they want to do. Um, and maybe it's not as bad as I'm putting out there, but even the thought that somebody would even bring this up is enough to make my just blood shoot straight out from my eyeballs at this point. Yep. Yeah. And, yeah, well. And again, good luck to the code enforcement officers. I mean, I mean, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, good luck to the code enforcement officers out there. Like you said, they're probably already busy doing other things. But I mean, even if they made this into law, what code enforcement officer is going to climb over somebody's fence and say, hey, uh, you got your licenses for them chickens? Um, you know, I, I'm just yeah, not going to happen. Yeah, I just, I, you know, it's not going to happen unless there's a problem. If there's a problem with your chickens that they're not being treated correctly or they're getting loose and they're coming over and, you know, doing whatever to your neighbor's place. That's an entirely different story and doesn't take registering of your chickens. No, to make there's, that al- there's already a code problem. Yeah, there's laws on the books already, right? I mean, exactly. If, you're, if your dog is over in the neighbor's yard tearing up the lawn or crapping in front of the front door or fighting with your dogs or your chickens are running amok in the neighborhood or your cow trundles off to the highway, there's, there's ways to take care of that. Right. If you're not taking care exactly. of again, but if it's on your own property and you are not hurting anybody else, it's none of your damn business. Uh, so. All right. Well, this is the first I've heard of it. So I will. I, I'm going to check on that. And thank you for putting it on the show, because that's just it, absolutely insane. Yeah. Well, Joe, I mean, we may as well live in the lower 48. Well, yeah, we already pay. Ridiculous taxes. Oh, and now they want to claim that, well, just because your taxes or, you know, your property values are going up doesn't mean your taxes are going to go up. We might even be able to lower your taxes. Yes, BS. BS, your property taxes go up when your value goes up. Even if you lower the rate, they're still going to make it go up because they want to have the extra money. Wait a minute, Joanne. Now, I are a graduate of... (laughs) 
I are a graduate of Lathrop <laughs> High School there in Fairbanks, and I think I can do me some math. So if you got 14% of 100, and then you raise my value to 150, I think that that mandates that you're going to get more money. I don't see how you get less money out of that. But again, I are a graduate from Lathrop High School, right? I'm the, I might not be the smartest tool in the shed, but there you go. So <laughs> <laughs> the, the property taxes in Fairbanks, they're just, they're outrageous. Outrageous. Yeah. I mean, $4,000 a year on a, on a trailer for crying out loud. Come on. Yep. There, there are properties out there that are over $10,000 a year in property taxes. Yeah. Well, uh, you and know, and they're not that big. <laughs> they're not that fancy. No, they're not. I don't even want to tell you what I have to pay for property taxes for my burned out husk in North Pole. My house burned down. I don't want to tell you what I have to pay for that. I mean, it's just, it's, uh, it's astonishing. Joanne, thank you for your call. Rob Myers in the chat room says, it's okay, Michael. They made anonymous code complaints legal last year. Now they have too many complaints to handle and want to hire another code enforcement officer to take care of them. <laughs> Again. Better go through tactical combat training for those new hires. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Carlene is in Kodiak. Carlene, what's on your mind? Hello, Carlene. Carlene, are you with me? Mm, uh, I don't know where Carlene went. All right. So maybe Carlene will call back. Uh, on this we got more a couple more call oh there carlina you no she's gone let's go over here good morning who's this where are you calling from this is jim in fairbanks hello jim what's on your mind uh can i change the subject um sure why not uh the ken ross proposed uh calling ore from cutland to yep. knox yep are you aware of this i we have talked about it extensively this week Okay, I've missed it then, but uh, just wanted to make sure it's uh, being presented and presented to the public and that uh, there's some input on it because it's, uh, I don't know, what are your thoughts on it? Well, I mean, you know, I guess I, I would echo the comment that somebody made in the chat room the other day that said only in Alaska would eight vehicles an hour be enough of an increase for people to really be worried about it. Um, it's a three-year short-term project. Um, I see it as economic development. Um, I know that between token Delta, Rob Myers came on the program and told us that between token Delta, it's going to increase the traffic by about 20%. But once it hits the Fairbanks area, North Pole Fairbanks area, it's only going to increase the traffic by less than 1%. So I don't know if it's much well, to do about nothing or, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not opposed well, to it at this point. My understanding is there's 200 trucks per day and it's 250 miles from Tetland to Fort Knox. Okay. And they're, they want to use the, uh, the the highway. So you think about 200 trucks, and that's uh, 250 miles just one direction. Uh, that's like every eight minutes, and they'll be pulling doubles. Yep. Yep. And and it's two uh, 24 seven through 365, and the proposal was for five years, is my understanding. Okay. Again, eight. Well, you think well, about if- how much how much wear and tear that is on the road, and the uh, environmental impact, and it's a private industry using uh, state state roads. Uh, but private industry uses state roads for everything. 
I mean, I mean, quite. I mean, there's no private roads, right? I mean, and I guess you're talking about the oh, red dog. Okay, well, road, but, that's a that's a good but, that's a good point. But do you think that 200 trucks a day is not going to have an effect on the road and uh, well, the, the maintenance of the roads? You know, Donlin has also talked about paying an extra uh, extra fuel tax uh, to the DOT for that as well. Okay, <laughs> you think about all the pri- private people going between Thelen or Toke and Fairbanks. Uh, and think about year-round and uh, weather considerations. Well, they, um, if one of those trucks goes sideways, sideways in the road and uh, sure. bugs things up. I mean, sure, the possibilities of more road traffic or more hazards or anything else are there. You know, they've talked about putting, I guess they've designed something like 14 new pullouts between Tetlin and Fairbanks to help try and accommodate this and everything. I mean, look, is it going to put more pressure on the road? Absolutely. Is it something that the road can't handle? I don't think so. I mean, if you stood by the road on a, with a stopwatch and clicked it every eight minutes, that doesn't seem like a hell of an increase. I mean, overall, we're not talking about bumper-to-bumper L.A. traffic here. So, again, I understand that a lot of people are not in my backyard because I don't want to see it, but that's that's progress. That's the price of development. And, again, it's not a long-term thing. It is short-term, whether it's three or five years. It will be over, and then, you know, it will go on from there. Um, I, again, I'm not opposed to it because again, of the economic opportunities there. And if they're willing to pay a little extra for the, for the road tax, and if they're willing to, to do what they can do. And again, one truck every eight minutes going one way or the other to me is not that big a deal. Um, you know, we've got to develop our resource and if that's the way it's got to get done, then that's, it's not ideal. I'd rather see them build a railroad out there and have them have it railed in. But at two million bucks a mile, that's uh, that's kind of a, a cost prohibitive deal. Uh, well, it certainly needs to be tabled, and uh, you know that's what we're doing. But um, my my thoughts on it are, are agreed with uh, putting a rail rail system in. Yeah. There. Again, you know they stand, they stand to make a lot of money. And here's another interesting thing: is like they propose five years. Well, Fort Knox was uh, estimated at a certain length of time, and it's been extended by. But at least three times, right? Uh, the original well, time frame, and uh, and uh, and so, Rob Rob Myers, so Senator Rob Myers, makes a comment in the chat room. He says the project would make the truck traffic on the Richardson Highway the same as the truck traffic on the Parks Highway currently. So, I mean, while I understand that there's a lot of people who are anxious about it, I personally think, and if I was still living in North Pole, right there near the highway, I would personally think that it's. I'm not too worried about. It. Let me just put it that way. Thank you for your call, my friend. I got to go over here. I got one more call before we go to break. I got a bunch of calls on hold over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is G-Man calling from Fairbanks. All right, sir. What's on your mind? Quickly. So the the, uh, the borough uh, registering your livestock thing isn't coming from the borough. I think it's coming from the top all the way to the top. Uh, didn't Obama or George Bush pass a law during an emergency that the government can come in and confiscate to feed the populist? There was a there was something in legislation about that, and I can't remember what it is. I, I vaguely remember it now that you mention it. That there was something in the event of a national emergency that they could come in and commandeer livestock if they needed to feed the, the the local communities or whatever. There was something, and I don't remember who it was under, whether it was GW or whether it was Obama, but yes, something was passed along those lines and people were up uh, up in arms. I don't remember if it was actually passed or just being discussed, 
but it was a talking point at one point. That's that's I do recall that. Okay, well, thanks for the show. Appreciate you calling in. Thank you for being part of it. All right, now I have one line on hold because a bunch of people hung up because they didn't want to wait through the break. But that's okay. We're going to be back. We got uh, we got more. We got some lines on hold. We're going to talk to them as soon as we get back. We'll take those phone calls, and and we'll return in just a moment. The Michael Duke Show, common sense, liberty based, free thinking radio. Regularly heard on American radio. Okay, we're in the break. Okay. Wow, this just got this just this show just got real. Um let me scroll back. What it well, you guys have been verbose here this morning. Um with that bumper sticker, you actually should have the lime and shovel when pulled over, says Timothy. That's true. I mean, you know, you should have a number two shovel and a 50-pound bag of lime in the back of your truck at any time that happens. Um, when the food security becomes an issue, your neighbors will be knocking at your door for eggs. Are the chickens registered to vote? New bumper sticker, says Laura. Nothing a shovel and lime won't solve. Uh, <laughs> that's it. There's no troubles that a... <laughs> That a shovel and a 50-pound bag of lime won't solve. Uh, can I file uh, them as dependents on my taxes, says Ashley. Her chickens. I don't know. Probably. Um, uh, let's see. The 4-H club does that. They keep counting your animals. Kind of wondering what happens to the chip when you eat the chicken. I don't know. I had egg layers, not meat chicken. So that was never a problem for me. Um Kelly says, no, that's BS because the shelter doesn't even check on abused dogs either. And somebody, I saw somebody mentioned, what about the, the the sled dog mushers? All the mushers now are gonna have to get all their dogs registered and chipped. And I mean, I think most of them probably chip their dogs anyway, but they're gonna have to go out there and get all them registered as well. Um you are online. Well, kind of wondering, oh. You were online with the animal control shelter when they got called that there's a chicken in the movie theater. Oh, if you eat the chicken with the chip, then you get the, yeah. Who would ever have thought we'd actually be talking about registering and chipping chickens and goats? It's insane. I mean, I'm from the government and I'm here to help you. But first you have to beg permission for it. I'm sorry. Could I please, please, could I please exercise some freedom if it pleases the king? <laughs> no, no for you, not for you. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. And ask who is raising your property taxes. It's some unelected bureaucrat that you can't even get on the phone. Um, what happens when a predator eats it and runs all over the countryside, says Randy? Well, don't don't shoot that predator. That predator's got rights. I know it ate your chicken, but it's the chicken's fault. It's not the predator. The predator predator's gonna predate. That's what they're gonna do. So, oh, by the way, you have to pay a fine for letting your chicken get eaten. <laughs> do they have a code violation hotline? 
Oh, yeah, you could call and make anonymous complaints to the borough about codes now. I mean, that that wasn't who who couldn't see that coming. I mean, who couldn't see that coming? Uh, <clears throat> Code enforcement came to Lazy Mountain Jim about a truck in his yard. He told them that truck was there before you enacted this ordinance. And when can you show me where ex, ex post facto in the Constitution has changed? Uh, I talked to you. Then he slammed the door in their face, never hearing from them again. Well, exactly. I mean, I would like to point out one thing. The Fairbanks North Star Borough has no police powers. So good luck with that. Good luck with that. Yeah, rat out your neighbor. Absolutely. That's what they're encouraging. If he thinks your neighbor is, uh, you know, he may be uh, not with the program. So feel free to call us if uh, your neighbor does something you do not like. We will send him to the gulag. Do not worry. We will take care of it. So just send your neighbor, your, your, oh, your mother. Yes, call on your mother. If your mother does something wrong, it is your duty to call it in. Absolutely. Your mother, your grandmother, your father. Oh, yes, your sweetheart. Call in on them. Absolutely. We will reward you. That is your civic duty. You must do it. Um, Laura says they have anonymous calls in school too. some sticky. I don't know what sticky girls are. Some sticky girls made several complaints on some boys. They didn't like the boys got hauled in and fussed at only to find out the complaints weren't true. Nothing ever happened to the girls. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, you know? Yeah. I mean, are you going to pay your property taxes in eggs? I'd be throwing the eggs at the building. Here you go. Here's one. Oh, yeah, take that off my bill. Here's two. Take that off my bill. Here's three. You don't take it off my bill. Where is it that you can't collect rainwater? California. Yeah, I think it's California. No, they, you can collect it, but you they pay. You have to pay taxes on the water that you collect. Um. I'm sorry, I've tried to read through these comments really quick. I've only got 30 seconds. Um, a shovel registered. Do you have to register your shovel? Is it an assault shovel? If it's an assault shovel, you better register that thing. I'm telling you right now. Mine is not. Mine is a protection shovel. Mine's a garden shovel. It does not assault anything except dirt. All right, uh, jumping back in. Like it, share. Like it, follow. Here we go. No, what I meant was, here we go. Okay. Oh, man. This was not the show you were expecting. No one expects the Spanish Inquisition. Um, But this is the show you got. Smaller, more limited government. Say it with me. Say it with me out loud. I don't care where you are right now. Say it with me out loud. Smaller, more limited government. I mean, should you have to go to the government and say, uh, please, sir, could I please have a small animal to 
teach my children responsibility and to feed them. No? Okay, I'll just roll over and wet on myself and do what you tell me to do, because you obviously know better than me, sir, how to live my life. <laughs> just... <laughs> I just can't imagine. I can't. You know, by the way, I should mention this. Um, you know, Fairfax North Star Borough has no police powers. They have n- no police powers whatsoever. So good luck with that. When I was on the assembly, there was somebody who had been fined for having a junkyard, even though the junkyard had been there prior to the ordinances being out and everything else. And he had basically just ignored the fines. And you know what they did? Nothing. They never even took him to court because he basically said, he basically gave him the finger and said, get off my lawn. (laughs) Let's go over here to, uh, let's go over here to the phones. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, uh, I'm going to do a follow-up on, um, uh, Herman, I got, Bye, I got, a, uh, Herman, I got a bunch of more phone calls here. We're talking about something else right now. So, what? Well, go ahead. I, I, I'm telling you why our, our lawmakers won't get uh, into ADR because they have the 200, 2023 tough order contract goes, and you're talking about looking into these um, sudden death check out uh, Upper Kowski. They have a new graveyard. Uh, kind, of, kind of sad to say that, but. They, they get money, so that's the reason a lot of them are not doing anything because they know they can get reelected and they got to spend the money to 2023 along the Florida mandate. So. All right. Well, I'll take a look at it, Herman. Thank you for uh, thank you for calling in. Let's go over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Arlene and Kodiak. Well, good morning. I'm Michael. I'm sorry. We lost you earlier. What's on your mind? Um, welcome to the swamp. From the dog catcher all the way up the food chain, it seems like things are done at uh, the code enforcer's discretion. It seems like they decide who to come against, just like David Eastman. And this reminds me of uh, what has happened to the organic farmers. You know, they have goats for milk or people just show up and close them down. So it just seems like... They're trying to stop people from growing your own food. Sure. And it just feels like uh, people need to take control of your life. Well, sure. I mean, they, they, they want to, they want you, they, they want to breed the depend the, the uh, independence out of you, Carlene. They want you to be dependent on the government. They want you. I mean, I remember the argument again, this is going back to my day when I had chickens and goats and we were fighting with DEC over this is that they, they would say, well, you know, people, people could get sick off your, you know what? And I'm like, well, it's possible, but if the people want to buy something from me and they trust me enough to, to know that I've done a good, they're, they're being adults, right? Well, we're just doing it to protect people. And well, but they're adults, right? They can make their own decision. They know that I'm not a professional milk processing plant with pasteurization and everything else. They know that it's raw goat milk or raw cow's milk or whatever it else is. They know what they're getting. Well, but, you know, they just, we know better than you how to get off my lawn. Yeah, I mean, it's just, just, just get, get away from me. That's what they want, Carlene. They want to breed dependence. Like you said, they don't want food independence. They don't want people growing their own food and and having their own livestock and being able to take care of themselves. Ideally, we should all be dependent on government for one thing or another. 
it's about responsibility. And my mother was so meticulous when she canned all of her smoked fish and canned salmon and so that there wouldn't be a bone and then you could get botulism from the lid. So now if somebody gives me a, a jar of halibut, canned halibut, I look around and see, are they sloppy, terrible housekeepers? Am I going to be safe eating this jar of halibut? It's my decision. Yep. You know. It is your decision. But they want to take all those decisions away from you because you know why? Some people make bad decisions, Carlene. Some people make bad decisions, and when they are faced with the consequences of those bad decisions, instead of facing up to the music and saying, well, you know what? I suck. I made a bad decision. They go to the government and say, you've got to protect us from ourselves and our bad decisions, so you have to do something about it. So they create a whole government bureaucracy to come down on everybody else who can make good decisions to protect the handful of nitwits who can't make good decisions. That's, that is government in a nutshell. But that's how I learn and that's how I grow up and mature as a person. I make mistakes and then I decide I sure don't want to do that again. Well, don't worry, Carlene. Pretty soon they're going to have a registration and a requirement for you to get approval to grow up because, you know, you may not have done it right. You may not have done it right. So, all right. Thank you. Thank you, Carlene. <laughs> Thanks for calling in this morning. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous, but that's what we're talking about. Every level of government. Every level. Well, we need to, you know, we need just to make sure. Why? Well, because we want you to, I mean, why do you need to have my chickens registered? I mean, that should be the biggest question. Why? Well, because, you know, the, the safety and, and stuff. And maybe your neighbors. And have my neighbors ever complained? Well, no. That's probably because I gave my neighbors a bunch of fresh eggs. That's probably why they're not complaining. Um, you know, and uh, and I took care of things. And and my my chickens have never run out into their yard and and crapped on stuff. And you know, my goats aren't really hurting them. And you know, so what else? Well, you know, it's because we it's because we can. Damn it, that's what it is. We 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 know better than you. We know better than you. Okay. All right. So um, here's what I have to say on this. I guess this will be my final thought. Fastest two hours in radio. I promise not to run over the end of the hour on this one. But here's my final thought. I will not comply. That's my final thought. That's it. I will not comply with your stupid rules and laws over, well, you better get that hamster chipped. Um. No, I don't think so. Well, we'll send the code enforcement officer to your house. Feel free. Feel free. Feel free to send them out. Feel free to send them out. Uh, there's the property line. He better not cross it. If he wants to call at me from the edge of the property line, feel free. You got a warrant, buddy? No. Okay. Bye-bye. I mean, I'm sure some of these code enforcement people are just trying to do their job, but maybe... They should think about getting another job because they will run into some old cantankerous coot back in the woods that basically says, get off my lawn. And when they don't, well, there'll be a whole lot of SSS out there going on. You may need to Google that later. But you know what? If enough people stand up and say, I won't comply, guess what happens? Well, the law pretty much becomes moot at that point. 
and they either are in danger of making themselves an Irish democracy in the borough, which really I have to laugh because, again, the borough has no police power, so they're going to try and fine you and do other things, and, you know, you can ignore them. Their history, their track record with that kind of stuff is not great. But basically, you just say no. The law is ridiculous. That ordinance is ridiculous. And I am just not going to comply. Sorry. That should be the mantra. Maybe that makes me an anarchist. I don't know. But I just know that I am sick to death. I am up to here with stupid laws that make no sense, that do nothing but grow the bureaucracy and try and stretch government power. See, here's the thing. If you give into it, if you allow them, you say, it's not that big a deal. It's just, I'll just do that. Well, then the next time it's something bigger. And as Melissa or Joanne, whoever it was, said, maybe next time it's your kids. I, I mean, maybe they're chipping your kids. I don't know. Out of time. The Michael Duke Show. I just, no, 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 no. It's not going to happen. Tonight, 6 p.m., Borough Assembly Building. Some Somebody ought to show up with a bunch of chickens and just let them run loose in the assembly chamber. Just saying. Just I'm just, just saying. Or maybe a goat or two. That'd be fun. I, I will not comply. End of story. We'll see you tomorrow.
We've shed our terrestrial radio skin, and now we are slimy lizard internet people. It's the Michael Duke Show. <laughs> 